Check it out. Welcome to Top of the Class. Hear from education experts and get insights from high achievers to learn how you can do the same. Get into those top schools. Ready? Proudly presented by Crimson Education, the world's leader in university admission support. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Top of the Class podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by Arav Garg. Arav, share with our listeners a little bit about yourself. For sure, Alexander. Hello, everybody. I am Arav Garg, and I'm 16 years old, and I'm a high school student, and I live in India. I am also the founder and CEO of a student-led startup called Technatis. And Technatis basically aims to educate the global youth on technology. And we're doing that through a digital platform, which is our mobile app, which enables you to build projects and build a lot of stuff, learn about new age technologies like nanotechnology, robotics, artificial intelligence, and also gain recognition for your work completely free of cost. And self-learning has, has been the biggest tool in my journey with robotics because my parents are not from a tech background and I've learned everything through the internet. So I went on to uh, develop a couple of programs, build a couple of robots. And then, uh, so this was in 2016. And then uh, when we moved over, so after that, I was doing pretty well in robotics and technology in general. And then in around 2018, when I was 12 years old, I... Uh, actually thought that I have learned everything through the internet. So now when I'm actually equipped with a considerable amount of skills, why not give back to the community of self-learning on the internet? And why not give back to the community of technology and robotics and do-it-yourself culture on the internet? Hmm. So I actually started to put out content uh, in the form of tutorials, you know, video tutorials using which anyone could build projects and robots. And uh, I sta- I opened up a YouTube channel and named it Technatis. So this was how Technatis actually started. And this is why it actually started. Uh, so with the mission to act- actually give back to the society and to, uh, you know, educate the youth who are, so there are many people who are interested in technology, but they do not have a proper aggregation of all the resources at one place. Yeah. So this is the main aim of doing this. And we're also doing it completely free of cost so that it is accessible to a lot of people. Awesome. Awesome. So when you were 12, what was the first thing that you wanted to start? Was it the app that you wanted to build or the website? Like what comes first when you're starting an organization like that? I mean, I learned there's a lot right. of students around the world who also would love to start an organization. And sometimes it's knowing where to start or what to start with. So you've been doing this for four years you got a YouTube, an Instagram, a website, an app. If you were to start an organization today, what would you start with? Okay, so I'll go over first uh, about how we did it. So I started with a YouTube channel because my aim at that time was to just put out content and let people enjoy my content. And then uh, we started to gain traction. Uh, we hit 100,000 views in one video and it was going great. Uh, our YouTube channel was gaining a certain amount of traction. And then um, last year in 2021 uh, is it when I actually decided to move over to an app uh, to actually, and we actually formally registered uh, our organization as a legal entity last year. So um, we decided to do it formally and launch out a magazine. So we have a digital magazine called the Technatis magazine, which resides in our mobile app. And uh, this magazine is a place where 
you know students can ac- get access to all those resources and we decided to do it in the form of a magazine so there's a proper aggregation of resources coming out at a proper interval to the people so that they can mm-hmm. be um you know organized and learn it in a much easier manner and um then we also decided to move over to an app so that uh, so everybody has a mobile device these days and it is very convenient to have an app uh, you know just take out your po- uh, phone from your pocket and just go over to the app and start learning tech so that's very um you know familiar especially to the audience that we are catering they're very much interested in apps compared to desktop websites so this was the main reason behind uh, doing uh, going with the app and also gives them a much more interactive fun and engaging experience in a mobile app um so this is the main aim behind do- going with the app um i would say there's no defined place for getting success uh, you know a defined mm-hmm. platform for getting success uh, it depends on what you want to do on whom you want to cater and what your product actually is right the way you want to engage with people yeah so if it, if it is that you just want to create content at a very large scale or have a complete team which is creating content uh, i guess platforms like youtube uh, instagram um and also other platforms learning platforms and forums can be really good to start out uh, especially to know to get feedback from people about your content and know if it will actually work out in the real space in the world right so you can just put out content nobody is going to stop you from putting out content on youtube or on instagram and then based on the feedback you can iterate and maybe do better and you know switch platforms or uh, just go on from there but then if you if you're building a product wherein you want to give personalized experience to a lot of people and you want it to be very engaging and very quick and catchy and things like that uh, i i would suggest that going with a mobile app is very convenient obviously it costs a little money to get out there and to list your app on the play store and the app store but then uh, if you want to give that experience to people that will be worth it and if you just want to build a forum where people can interact or just showcase your products or services in a better way a website is surely uh, one thing that you should be doing so mm-hmm. a website is something that is actually common for whatever you're doing and i think it is really important as a landing page to tell people about what you are doing and why yeah. you're doing it and how you're doing it so uh, it so when a person wants to download your app they can first come over to your website and you know have a look at why they should actually download it and get a broader perspective mm-hmm. so a website will actually be very very useful and it's not that costly to actually set up a website and uh, you know have it running yeah so according to me that is something that should be in place uh, which you can get done the website yeah. part uh, and then, yeah this is my outlook on the platforms that cool. you should begin with what well, what determines success for you in this venture you know like you you've been doing it for 4 years in the last year you've obviously taken some pretty significant steps in your know, registering right. it and all these different things so what kind of goal do you have in mind in terms of like a success metric or do you even have one right so um in my perspective it's it's actually the main reason as i told you uh, earlier the main reason for starting this is to just give out content so uh, the main reason i started this actually was uh, i love building things as i told you and uh, when you're building stuff why not record it and document it and just post it out there right mm. so this was my first ideology like it's not that big of a deal to record your stuff and document what you're doing and at the end it's helping a lot of people uh, apart from you as well in 
knowing how you built it and getting a broader perspective. And it also shows people the effort that went behind that particular outcome that you got. Right. So according to me, documenting and manifesting your work is a very, very important thing. Uh, so this was the main reason why it started. And now it has actually grown into a very huge mission of educating people on technology. There are many, many students out there who are fascinated by these terms that we uh, get to hear every day, you know, robotics, artificial mm-hmm. intelligence, machine learning, nanotechnology, neurotechnology. You have a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, these students sometimes feel left out because it's not that easy to get into these fields. And they actually, even if they're interested, they do not know where to begin and what resources to actually use to get there. So um, this kind of a lack between the students' interest, so they are having an interest and a passion and the gap between that and them actually being able to do it is the resource gap, right? Mm-hmm. That resource gap is what we're trying to bridge through technities. And we're trying to reduce the barriers between their passion and their outcome as much as we can. So we also take submissions from people in the form of articles, projects, and any form of content so that their content too can get the reach that they would like to, you know. So our uh, metric of success will actually be to impact as many people as we can mm-hmm. to have a very, very wide reach of um, us educating more and more people on technology, um, growing this into a very, very common herd name in the field of uh, ed tech. And um, yeah, just growing it in that direction. Fantastic. Now, what kind of things are you trying to do on technologies that you didn't see when you were self-learning? Got it. So that, that's a really good question. So um, the main thing that we're trying to do here, uh, as I told you, I've been doing self-learning since a lot of time. So what I think is an element or a feature or a component of self-learning is high amounts of hard work and effort that's going into it. Into not actually learning and building stuff, into finding those resources. Like they are available on the internet. Now, the point is that the internet is flooded with resources. So there's, a, there's actually a lot more than you need. Yeah. So w- what happens is people are actually confused and they do not know which resource is actually the best one. And um, there's no proper platform. Uh, YouTube has everything. It has um, content on every topic. But if there's a platform which has content on one particular topic, which is technology in our case, it'll be way more, um, the quality will be better because we are having less content, but then it is very much focused and it is actually what they actually need, right? Mm. Uh, According to uh, what they need and what they should uh, be learning. It is going to be in that direction. So it's completely being uh, focused on one topic and one niche so that the quality becomes better. So it's about the quality rather than the quantity here. So this is the kind of gap that I'm trying to bridge. Apart from that, uh, in self-learning, as I told you, people need to browse a lot for the resources to find the right one. Uh, So that thing uh, actually could make a lot of teenagers and young minds reluctant to get into this field. Mm-hmm. And that would be a very negative thing because the resources are out there. It's just that they're very complicated and there's a lot of stuff which is confusing and overwhelming people. So they're just not getting into it. So we're trying to reduce that factor and uh, you know give them the right resources and the only resources that they need to get their journey started. Yeah. And obviously, once they have the basics in place and once they have the journey kicked off, after that... Um, finding things for a particular topic, like if they have a certain question 
or a certain doubt that they're stuck on, finding information regarding that is not a tough job on the, on Google, right? Mm. So that is something. So, but getting started and getting to know the very basics sometimes can be overwhelming because if you go to learn a programming language, there are a lot of them. So yeah. they could get confused in what to do. Uh, if you get into robotics, you have multiple development boards that you can use. There's Arduino, there's Raspberry Pi. There are very there are many names out there. So people could get confused. So we are giving them a pathway which they can follow and get their journey started. Yeah. And once yeah. they are having a certain level of proficiency, they can obviously keep engaging with our activities and consuming more content. And apart from that, if they have any questions, now they'll know what kind of resource on the internet is actually helping them, mm. what is right and what is wrong. So that will be, they'll have that deciding power and that minimum level of proficiency that they need to get all of that in place. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. That makes sense. Now, in terms of the field of technology, I mean, that's a big field in and of itself. Like you say, it's less content, but still the technology field is a massive content factory there. Uh, so if students were to say, yes, I'm interested in tech, so I hear this quite a lot, you know, students say, oh, I'm interested in technology. Do you recommend a particular subfield of technology that students should have a thorough understanding of to kind of help them understand technology in a broader sense? Like, is it coding they should start with or robotics or is it just maths? Like, what is the foundational skill that you think unlocks a lot of understanding in other fields of technology? So as you told you, many people say that they're interested in tech. Now, this has actually two um, you know, perspectives here. So there are two kinds of people who could be interested in tech. One kind of person is the person who is actually the consumer of the technology that he's talking about. So mm-hmm. he's the consumer, he's interested in products, he's interested in brands and researching about the specifications of the products in reviews and things like that. And the another kind of person would be the person who's actually interested in building tech in, you know, um, being the person who delivers these products to customers, to being the person who brings innovation into the cycle, who actually innovates and brings in new and new products, right? Mm-hmm. So we are actually targeting the people who uh, are who fall in the second uh, category. So we are targeting the people who are interested in building technology and as you told uh, the foundational element so obviously uh, if a person is interested in tech and wants to build tech they need to have a basic inclination in science and technology so because if you're proficient in science and math you'll have a very basic logical reasoning mindset which you need when you're building tech when you're coding when you're uh, you know of building robots you Mm. need to have that mindset of solving problems so for that a basic inclination towards science and math is obviously a very key component here because that helps you develop a very basic foundation of your thinking capabilities into that direction apart from that obviously once they get started coding is a very good thing to get started with Um, obviously robots themselves use coding as well uh, to function so coding is a very basic basic very 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 basic backbone of um, technology because computers and robots and almost all products of tech work on uh, all software related products work on tech and even hardware has embedded programs in it so uh, coding is a very uh, fundamental thing so i think people can get started with it try mathematical programming which helps them relate maths which uh, so which helps them solve mathematical problems through code right 
mm-hmm. so that will help them um you know get better in maths as well and try to actually use those concepts of math in real life situations and uh, after that obviously they can get started with whatever technology interests them the most that could be app development that that could mm. be robotics um it could be web development it could be front end back end it could be anything that is completely based on their interest yeah i would assume that like some technology fields are somewhat it's very difficult to get actually hands on experience with like something like you know nanobots or something like that because you know who has nanobots yeah. lying around type of thing um so yeah. a lot of it's theoretical and some of it's more practical uh, i think you know the robotic side of things i know i know the video you're referring to when you say you got 100,000 views cuz i'm one of those 100,000 views the arduino line follower uh exactly. yeah, line following robot so would you say like you know learning how to program robots seems to encapsulate quite a few different skills that you know tech platforms uh, like probably tech nuddies is trying to teach students about is that something that students should aspire to as like one of the fundamental projects that they could work on to build code and and create like their own little robot right so um yes indeed robotics is a field which involves uh, a lot many fields so firstly it involves mechanics because you're actually building real stuff now uh, this is if you ignore the chatbots and the digital robots yes, so yes. i'm talking about physical robots right it involves a lot of mechanics you need to be able to build stuff that works which is actually agile and it's you know able to move very uh, swiftly and in a very comfortable manner mm-hmm. so that is one huge topic that you need to cater to the mechanics and the physics of your physical object because if you're making something digital uh, there's no form factor to it yeah. it's working in a virtual environment so it doesn't need to cope up with the effect of the surroundings on it yeah but when you're building something physical you need to take in account all of the external factors that could affect your machine and that itself is a very very big consideration to make when you're building anything physical Mm-hmm. so you know there could be a bump on the ground where it's moving and you need to figure out what your robot will do when that happens yeah so there there's almost infinite number of factors that could affect the working of your robot if it is a physical device and apart from that obviously coding is a very huge aspect in many robots uh, if you ignore traditional machines obviously we're talking about robots here so they they need to be autonomous they need to have a certain iq quotient a digital iq and that obviously comes through with the code that you write with the program that you write for the robot to work mm-hmm. so you tell the robot what to do in what kind of situations through the code and that is the brain of it which is the code so you yeah. need to have mathematical um, skills for that you need to know about physics you need to know about mechanics and just have a, an analytical and a problem solving mindset in general Awesome. Now, uh, let, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about the uh, Crimson Youth Entrepreneurship Society, which I saw pop up on LinkedIn just a few days ago as, as you've been accepted into that program. Uh, what does that mean and what, what did you do to get into that? Uh, so Crimson Youth Entrepreneurship Society is, uh, it is an incubation program for startups and non-profit organizations. And it is being run by three Harvard students. uh so basically it helps your startup get connected to a lot of resources 
um it could be related to the harvard university or a lot of other people uh, in you know a set of influential people um in silicon valley it, it helps startups uh, especially it focuses on youth run startups and organizations and it connects them with all of these resources so that we can grow our reach and as young minds impact more and more other young minds as we can did you apply or, or how did the you get technatis i'm going to guess you it's with technatis that you've applied with yes 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 exactly so um this was the founding cohort so the founding team uh, actually hand picked uh, certain startups which are floating around in the youth startup community and that's how we got it wow so they came and found you yes all right awesome so yeah hopefully that program goes well and for those people who don't really know what an incubator is i guess it's like basically workshopping you know what you could do to extend that reach and hopefully reach a, a, an audience mostly in america or, or india or like which kind of audience will you be targeting in terms of the growth of technologies in the next you know year or two um yes yeah, so we are actually targeting the global audiences in general so our app has been downloaded in 52 countries uh, yet and uh, obviously our major targets will be the us and india Mm-hmm. and we're actually running tests right now to actually see which audiences are better for us but in a general sense these two countries will be our uh, major target segments but we're, tar- we're targeting the globe uh, the global youth in a broader perspective because technology is everywhere it's relevant to every country yeah. and we, we were not teaching our technology to people which is specific to a particular country or a region we're teaching them uh we're helping them and enabling them to get started with tech in general in bit to you know get started in building stuff in general in a broader sense so we're not targeting a specific reason uh, region as yet but um yeah our target is the global youth awesome awesome i'd like to know from your experience or you know if you have any tips for students to get over that nervousness initially because i'm sure that you've been met with rejection before people who just don't respond to these types of things like how how do you kind of say oh well you know on to the next like i'm not going to be worried about that or or did you go through periods where you're like oh that's a bit of a hit to the confidence right so um well obviously if you network with people if you're talking with uh, like you know a thousand people um there'll be a lot of negative people in that because the world is full of different kind of people so um you cannot ensure that you are obviously in the in a room with all positive people so your aim should be to capitalize on the positive people and to take the feedback that you get from everybody positively um and so there'll be a lot of people who give you constructive feedback uh, you just need to take that and move ahead and because feedback is really important uh, especially in the world of entrepreneurship uh, you get many ideas but the validation of those ideas is very very important because you are thinking from a very very narrow perspective and it's not possible for a person to think from the perspective of a masses it's just very very hard mm. so for that you need to take your idea out there let people know about it and let people give you feedback on it because uh, you know it could be bad it could be uh, harsh to your ears if it's not what you want to hear but that is going to be the reality and you need to accept it and move on to the next idea or if you think that you know your idea is really worth it then still move towards it try to make it better and just make keep making it better till you know you get a lot of positive feedback and people tell that yes it is 
worthwhile doing and it is really good to go in this direction and apart from that i feel that manifesting your work is really important because it gives you access to a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. now imagine if there are two classmates and uh, if one of them is in uh, so one of them is running a youth run organization something like us and they are interested in hiring a really skilled graphic designer and another classmate of them uh, the another classmate is actually a very skilled graphic designer you know the perfect hire for the first person yeah uh, but then in school you generally do not talk about such stuff you know you're you're all into academics and it's not necessary that some of your skills get out there but then you know if you're in linkedin maybe um you'll build a profile with all of your skills with all of your skill sets you'll be documenting your work putting your work out there yeah now if these two students were not on linkedin or if they were not connected through a professional platform they would never know each other um, professionally and about their actual skill sets mm. and a skill would get wasted that person would f- find it very hard to get a person and that person would not be able to find the right organization for uh, him so but then if they were connected professionally and were documenting their work both of them will be able to find the right person and they would actually be shocked that wow i found a guy in my class who actually is my perfect hire yeah you know that is so true i think that's such a good point to make yourself known not just as a student but as a professional like if you do have a professional skill set most students can have a skill that can be turned into a professional skill set it actually reminds me of a time when i was at school this is many moons ago but that scenario very much played out and so they didn't really know that well this business kid didn't know that this artist kid could really do like amazing logos and this kind of thing no problem and it wasn't until someone in the middle who knew both of them that was like hey why don't you go talk to him he's like amazing at this kind of stuff and they're like oh wow really okay that's awesome and then they did and they connected and made it happen but you know, that could just have easily been missed and i think it's so important for students who are kind of you know, 14 15 16 17 to start talking about their professional interests not just their subject or academic interests because so many students are like oh i do maths or english and science and what not but not necessarily like graphic design or coding like more professional skill sets so i think that's a that's a very very good point if even if you don't have a linkedin profile start getting a way to you know share your professional uh, skills with the broader school community i think that's very very important and even like broader than students like share it with parents because who knows there could be a parent out there who's like oh you know we'd love an intern who does some coding and if none of your schoolmates know that you do coding or none of this parent community knows you do coding then you'll probably never get picked up by that parent for that kind of job so exactly. uh, definitely share that skill set now i got to ask what is the what's the future plan for you in terms of college that type of thing it's always a battle between you know for entrepreneurs to either follow the entrepreneurship pathway uh, fully or to do, kind of go through college and and try and pursue entrepreneurship through that so what are your thoughts so my uh, path is going to be the second one which you told so mm-hmm. i would love to go to college and the main reason for that is not academics obviously the main reason i want to go to college is to get connected with people mm-hmm. for networking and to get connected with a lot of like minded people because who knows my next uh, you know startup could be uh, with one of my college friends 
and um, you you just get access to a lot of people um many of them have the same mindset and vision as you which aligns with you so you know you just build a great relationship with them after that and it's just that networking aspect which really intrigues me in colleges and that is something um i'm looking forward to uh, and obviously you get a lot of experience in those 3 to 4 years of your life which yeah. is a uh, very memorable and precious which you can never get again yeah so that is something i look forward to which uh, which college is uh, the dream at the moment um i haven't actually you know thought of a particular fixed dream college but then i'll be trying both in india and the us for sure fantastic fantastic well any other tips or advice for our lovely listeners um well uh the listeners are all high school students so i would love to tell one thing so i think that if you have a passion uh just follow it right away you know many students think that they should actually get a formal education and then then maybe work some there and then start their idea mm. but according to me there's no harm in starting the idea right away if you have the idea like if you have the idea it means you are equipped to actually execute that idea right so um i think that uh if you have an idea so because ideas are we have a population in the world of 7 billion people and it's a very high chance that somebody else too pops up with the same idea and actually executes it right away yeah. so it's very important to execute your idea right away and just get started with your passion it's not necessarily a business idea if you're interested in anything you know that, that could be coding uh, just get started in it uh, try to do it try to pursue it properly and just um you know attempt a lot of things um workshop seminars related to that try to mm. improve your skill set and just keep learning and growing in your passion mm. and do not wait till you you know complete your education or something like that because it's very much possible to um follow your passion along with your education yeah 100% well i i think that's a really interesting point to to finish on because i know there's a lot of students even myself you know who has an idea and i think oh i'm sure someone else has got that idea you know i like it's probably already been done before i'm not going to do it but then it's you know changing your mindset and being like well i've got an idea someone else probably has the idea but i might be the first one to turn it into actual action and also as you mentioned there's 7 billion people in the world and there's probably more than enough room for both ideas to exist as well uh so there's you know in terms of like starting an organization to help students learn tech there's there's other organizations that do similar things i i think your one is got some points of difference that are really interesting but there's definitely room for more organizations that help students learn tech or collaboration between two organizations to help them learn tech as well uh so yeah very exciting i hope students check out tech nuddies we'll put all the links in the show notes you're going to send me all your links yes for sure yes. all right uh-huh. yes put them all in the show notes so people can connect with you and connect with technuddies and uh, hopefully they can go on to learn heaps about technology and i look forward to sharing this episode far and wide thanks for joining us thank you for having me thanks for listening to top of the class subscribe for future episodes for show notes and to plan your best future head to crimsoneducation.org